This is Glenn Hughes, the voice of rock, and you're listening to Music Mania. Get ready for some screaming heavy metal! We rock! But the evil that men do... You are now listening to the Music Mania Podcast, brought to you by CD Warehouse in Gladstone, the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest, featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here's your host, Clint Schweitzer. Welcome to another edition of the Music Mania Podcast. I'm your host, Clint Schweitzer, and I'll tell you what, it is summertime, and the living is anything but easy here on the Music Mania Podcast, as I've been out there covering a lot of shows, doing a lot of interviews, and uh, writing some reviews. This is what I do for the summer times. I hope you guys are out there enjoying some live music and uh, basically embracing all that summertime is all about, enjoying your friends, some cold beverages, uh, the outdoors, although here in, uh, in Missouri, I'll tell you what, it's been about 100 degrees for the entire summer, but you know what? No excuse out there hitting shows, um, doing a lot of interviews. It's just been great, and it's, uh, it's, it's what we do here on the Music Mania Podcast because you know the music on this show. We tell you the stories, and uh, we're going to be bringing on a big guest today as Def Leppard guitarist Vivian Campbell will be joining us to talk about the current Def Leppard Journey Tour, which is going all across America this summer and uh, what many are calling the Rock Tour of the Year. You've got Def Leppard Journey to Rock heavyweights out there and they're playing big venues even stadiums uh, in some regards we're going to get into that uh, with Vivian Campbell in fact he's been in the band now for 25 years of course he took over um, in the during the uh, adrenalized era when uh, when after Steve Clark passed away uh, in the early 90s and Vivian's been a part of Def Leppard he's battled cancer uh, and he's battled back to, to remain on stage and to remain a, a touring force with Def Leppard we're going to get into uh, all that with him as, as well as his involvement with the last in line, which is with Vinny Apice, Phil Susan, and Andrew Freeman, uh, you know, a band that released their album Heavy Crown uh, just a couple years ago, produced by Jeff Pilson from Foreigner, who was just on uh, our show. Of course, this this music pays tribute uh, to Ronnie James Dio. And we're going to get into that with him. And obviously, Vivian had a very public feud uh, with Ronnie James Dio. We're going to hopefully get into why he decided to do this project. Maybe put some of those past uh, past problems with him and Ronnie behind him. You know, maybe after Ronnie passed away in 2010, that uh, he was able to you know maybe make peace with with what happened with he and Ronnie, and now out there paying tribute to to that great music. And as always, we appreciate you hitting that subscribe button on iTunes or YouTube. Either way, you choose to take in the show. Our website, musicmaniapodcast.com. I've just got a new uh, review from last week up there uh, from Bush. I saw Bush here in Kansas City, and I've got a review of that show on there. I've got all shows that I attend are reviewed on, on our website, as well as all of our interviews are archived on musicmaniapodcast.com. So we urge you to take a look at that and give us some feedback. You can tweet us at musicmania underscore show if you have an idea for a guest. If you want to you know, do a review of your own for our website, we'll put it up there. Absolutely. And I tell you what, before we get into it with Vivian Campbell and get to um, our guest for this week's show, uh, I've got to talk about my weekend coming up because I am heading to Indianapolis 
to cover the Beach Boys concert. Yes, this is literally my first time seeing the Beach Boys, a lifelong fan. This music has been a part of my life since I was a kid, since my dad uh, listened to it, since my dad basically forced me to listen to it. But you growing up, no, everyone knows Beach Boys songs. They're just they're ingrained and a part of America. And it's going to be great to, to finally see them in this current incarnation. Obviously, you know, no Brian Wilson, no Al Jardine, but you know, you've got Mike Love, Bruce Johnston up there in a, in a, in a great sounding group. And they're going to be performing with the Indiana Symphony Orchestra out uh, at a place in Fishers, Indiana. So I'm heading out there and then hitting Rob Zombie and Marilyn Manson the next day I'm, uh, in St. Louis. So a busy weekend for me and it's kind of running the gambit. And that's what we do. Uh, you know, I, I never like to just pigeon myself, uh, pigeonhole myself to uh, one genre, so to speak. So we're going to be hitting Beach Boys and then Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie, the Twins of Evil tour returns. And uh, that's a tour I never thought you'd see again after uh, they toured a few years ago and seemed to not get along so well. But here we go. This is what makes it great. Uh, you never know what's going to happen. Rob Zombie and Marilyn Manson, that's going to be a show not to be missed. So that's kind of uh, what's going on for, for me the next uh, week or so. Got a lot of other big shows coming up, but before we get to our guest, Vivian Campbell, this week, I've got to tell you about our sponsor, CD Warehouse in Gladstone, Missouri, for over 22 years, a staple of the Northland. Guys, they buy, sell, and trade CDs, DVDs, vinyl, and more. You can catch them at 2504 Northeast 57th Terrace in Gladstone, Missouri, or give them a call at 816-455-2130. Tell the owner, Randy Ringer, that Music Mania sent you, and he will give you a discount, or it's on us. Vivian, hello, sir. How you doing? Welcome to the show, man. Thank you, Clint. Thanks for having me. Well, it's great to have you. I tell you what, if my geography is correct, and it isn't always, I've got you somewhere in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma t- today. How, how is that? Is that correct? You guys are in Tulsa tonight. Exactly, yes. We're playing the Box Center in Tulsa tonight. Yeah, it's a great venue. This thing, this uh, Journey Def Leppard Tour Vivian has been uh, doing great numbers. You guys are doing huge venues, even stadiums in some regards. Uh, I know this thing's been going on for uh, for over a month now. How's it been going? What's the vibe been like? And just what have you, what's your thoughts been on, on the tour so far? It's been incredible, actually. Yeah, it's really, really great. Um, this is only the second time we've toured with Journey. The first time was. Uh, 12 years ago, 2006. Um, you know, and like Leopard Journey, just have a real depth of catalog, just so many hit songs. So it makes for a great show, you know, and we're we're co-headlining, so we're flipping back and forth. One night we'll open, one night we'll close, so on and so forth. But both bands play an equal set lines every night. And, um, you know, it's uh, we really kind of upped the ante on the production this year for, for Leopard. You know, we always try and have a lot of bells and whistles in our show, you know, but uh, we've really kind of put a very special show together for this tour, and uh, it's, it's, been, it's been a lot of fun. Well, you mentioned that this uh, tour happened 12 years ago, and, uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, much ballyhooed at that time. And now, 12 years later, wh- why did you think that now was the time to to go back out with Journey? You guys have done a lot of big tours. You guys, uh, you know, you've toured with such big bands. You toured last year with Poison. Uh, why Journey, and why this year? And, wh- you know, why do you think the, the time was right to do it again? Well, the Journey tour that we did 12 years ago was a huge success, Um you know, we played to a lot of people and they kept adding more and more shows on the tour. So it really is one of the bigger ones that we've done. Like I said, this is only ever the second time that we've, we've toured with them. And, uh, you know, we literally run out of bands to tour with, you know, there's not many <laughs> bands of our generation left, you know, I mean, when you, when you think about it, you know, there's so many of them have retired or 
throwing the towel in or whatever, you know. So, um, but but Journey are right up there with Leopard. Like I said, because really of the catalog hit songs, you know, it really is um, one of those evenings where you know one or one makes three. You know, I think there's a lot of people who are fans of both bands. You know, and just fans of, of genuine hit songs, really more than anything else. So, um, you know, it's it's just they are of a certain quality, and uh, Leopard. You know, I'd like to think that we are too. So. <laughs> Well, there's not a lot of bands, Vivian, that can go out and play stadiums in America uh, of the rock genre. This is unbelievable. You guys are going to be here. Uh, you know, you talked about playing the BOK Center in Tulsa tonight. You guys are going to be here in Missouri and St. Louis in August playing uh, Bush Stadium where the St. Louis Cardinals play. You guys have a lot of stadiums on this deal. Talk about that because there's there's just not a lot of bands that could go out there and play stadiums. There's you know you think about uh, like U two could come here and play. Sta- Here's Def Leppard Journey in stadiums in 2018. I mean that's got to be gratifying. Yeah, well, we do add a third band for the stadiums. Uh, we played uh, a baseball park in Atlanta. I'm sorry, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a stadium show that was in Atlanta a week or so ago. We added the Pretenders on that bill. Uh, we're also playing Wrigley Field in Chicago with Pretenders and, uh, again, in Detroit. Uh, you know, we got Cheap Trick on a few of the shows. we got Sparner coming on to one of them. So, uh, yeah, we had a third act of... Uh, for the for the stadium shows and uh, you know to make it uh, even more of an evening, but well, it, it really is thrilling. I mean, for for us, you know, our, we've been seeing our our numbers grow on on this tour in particular. But but for the past decade or so, we've seen a lot of younger people coming to Def Leppard shows, and you know, this is one of the upsides of music piracy, I suppose, is that that a whole different generation gets exposed to your music, and now I'd say that thirty or forty percent of our audience are young enough to be our kids, and you know that's thrilling to see because when you get that youthful energy coming into a show, that kind of plays back to those of us on stage, you know, and we want to kind of up our game a little bit more, so it's a win-win situation. Well, hopefully, Vivian, that uh, that these kids are now going to be starting to obtain this music legally because the Def Leppard catalog is now available digitally for the first time. I mean, that's that's a big deal, and I know that there's a lot of you know people are trying to find means to get to to get music published and get it out there. Uh, and now the, De- the Def Leppard catalog is out there and available. That's that's got to be a big deal. It is actually. It's been a long time coming. Um, you know, our original record deal, Def Leppard's first record deal, was signed in nineteen. 19- 77 or something, you know, or 79. So, you know, the the technology didn't exist back then, and, and the contract was never updated. It was just kind of rolled over from term to term, and nobody ever addressed the issue. So we were for many, many years at odds with our record company as to how to distribute um, our catalog online and how we were supposed to get paid for it, and we couldn't come to an agreement until last year when Fortunately, we did, and and as of January this year, the entire Def Leppard catalog is available on all the major uh, digital platforms. So that's that's great for us. We're really really pleased that we were finally able to resolve that and get that out there. Well, Vivian, you've been a part of Def Leppard now, not to date anyone here, but for you know twenty four, twenty five years, which is unbelievable. Have you ever? heard that the, the band sound as good as it is right now because I've seen the tour the last three years that you guys have been here in Kansas City where I am and to me the, the band has never sounded better uh, wh- where are you at right now with just kind of where the band is as a, as a functioning machine uh, Joe's singing great uh, the background vocals which are yeah. so important to Def Leppard there's maybe no more of a vocal band in, in, in music than Def Leppard and how do you feel like you guys are sounding right now? Well 
Well, yeah, try 26 years. It's actually 26 years. Okay, the, yeah. <laughs> the, the new guy. But, but yeah, we, we actually are. We're, we're playing and singing better than ever. Uh, Joe, in particular, as you noticed, I mean, he had a little thing with his throat two or three years ago, and Joe worked very, very hard to rebuild his voice, and uh, he's come back stronger than ever. I've never heard Joe sing so well as he is on this tour. And all the vocals we do, they're all live, and we do pride ourselves on that. We work very, very, very hard on that. And, you know, we we are, I think that's the one thing that sets us apart from so many other hard rock bands is that we really, really can sing. And the great thing about being a musician, unlike an athlete, is, you know, you, you do get better and better at your craft. You know, you nuance it from, from year to year. And, you know, Phil and I talk about this a lot. You know, come off stage after the show and just, you know, it's it's... It's incremental, but, uh, you know, we really, really notice it. We really do, you know, from year to year that we, we kind of finesse our art and our, our style and, and make it better and better, and, and that matters to us. You know, we do take a lot of pride in what we do, and, um, you know, we, we want to be the best that we can be here, but... I think you've said before that's kind of funny. You said, you know, our goal, and you know, we think we that we sound so good that people think we're faking it. That's that's I think that's funny and that's so true because you do hear that, and yet Def Leppard's always maintained that integrity, and you guys have always had that such the thick background vocals, and it sounds great, man. Definitely not faking it. That's the that's the that's the key, of course. Well, I I actually thought that back in 1987, I was signed with White Snake for a while, and myself and the members of White Snake. We all went to see Def Leppard on the Hysteria tour, and I thought I thought the band were blaming. <laughs> uh, that's how good Leopard sounded back then, you know. And I, I think we just we've gotten better and better through the years. So, yeah, it's, it's a nice little backhanded compliment, you know, when people think you're faking it. Absolutely. Well, you know, we'd be remiss if I didn't ask you because last week our our guest on the show was uh, Jeff Pilson from Foreigner. He is uh, he produced uh, Last in Line's first album, Heavy Crown, and he's producing your next one and he talked about uh, uh, this new album maybe being out first uh, of, t- of 2019 something like that talk about uh, Last in Line your involvement and just kind of what uh, you're you know you expect from uh, from this next album from uh, from Last in Line well another reason why Leopard is sounding better and better is because we come back to it fresh um, by going off and uh, getting involved in these other little side projects Joe has a project called The Dynanites He's done a few albums with uh, Phil has a project called Delta Deep, which is a blues thing. He's done a couple mm-hmm. albums there, a bunch of shows. And with me, it's last in line, you know. So when you go out and you do these projects, and it gives you a chance to exercise different muscles. And then when you come back to Leopard, you come back fresh and, and focused on that. Um, but the last in line, uh, in a nutshell, it's the remnants of the original Dio band who was uh, put together uh, a year, year and a half after Ronnie had passed away. Um, I just kind of had the urge to to get back to that music and to, to play angry rock guitar again like that so <laughs> I, I called up Vinny Apice the original drummer Jimmy Dan the original bass player and uh, you know together with Ronnie we had uh, we wrote and recorded and toured the Holy Diver album Last in Lion album and Sacred Heart and uh, you know so we just started goofing around and, and playing the stuff and just for fun, basically, and then it sort of grew out of that. Vinny knew this singer called Andrew Freeman, invited him down to sing with us, and when Andrew walked in and, and sang, and Andrew's got a really, really, really strong voice, um, but he doesn't sound anything like Ronnie. You know, Ronnie was such a unique singer and, and the best of the genre, and, you know, n- nobody could replace that, and, and when Andy came in, it was uh, a whole different thing. You know, you have to be a really strong singer to sing on top of the the racket that 
Jimmy and Vinny and I made and, and Andrew could do it and it sounded you know it was the unmistakable sound of the original deal band when Jimmy and Vinny and I played together that's the, the sound of the early deal band and uh, you know Andrew singing on top of it made it something different so um, long story short I mean it just was it was a fun project we weren't taking it too seriously we were just playing some regional west coast shows and it sort of grew over a couple of years we got invited to play in Europe and do some festivals and went to Japan and off of the back of that a couple of years later we were offered a record deal with Frontiers and a chance to write and record some new music in a similar vein so we decided to go in and do that and it came together very quickly it was very organic very natural much like the early Dio albums were written and um you know, Jeff Pilson, as you said, produced mm-hmm. it, and he was, a, he was a perfect choice for us. Jeff, you know, did a stint with Ronnie mm-hmm. later, in later years, so he really kind of got what the band was about, and, you know, we recorded everything about the album, Heavy Crown, we approached it in a similar way to how we did the Holy Diver album back in 1982, you know, we just... You, kind of recorded it with the same ethos and the same approach and uh, we were very pleased with how it came out um, unfortunately we lost Jimmy literally a month before that album was released yeah. in uh, early 2016 Jimmy passed away and, and you know we had, a, we had a major tour planned and all sorts and we had to cancel that and you know it was a real blow and nobody loved the band more than Jimmy you know Jimmy actually went and got a he only had one tattoo on his body when he died you know I don't mean to laugh I mean it's not funny but it's kind of ironic but it was a last in line tattoo I mean the band meant so much to Jimmy you know so and and partly because of that we decided that we owed it to him and to ourselves to continue so we ended up getting Phil Susan um who's been a great fit for the band. He, you know, played with Ozzy back in the 80s and uh, was a good friend of Jimmy's and actually really plays a lot like him and he really gets what the band is about. And uh, We've just finished recording the second album and uh, as you said, it's going to be released early in 2019 and the reason we're holding off on the release is because I really want to tour with the band and, and the album and, and I'm on the road until December with, with Def Leppard so I really want to wait until I can give it my full attention. And it's a really, really, really great album. I mean, having Phil in the band has really, I think, elevated our our songwriting to a, to a large extent, and and also just the natural progression of the band and writing with Andrew and getting to know each other a bit more. And you know, it's, it it sounds like a band's second album. It really sounds like a development, and and I'm I'm very, very, very excited about it. And you know, as a guitar player, it's it's just been so much fun to get back to my roots that way, and then really get to. to exercise that muscle and, and I'm really 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 pleased with my guitar plan on the record and, you know it's it's nice to play some really angry rock <laughs> as well as the leopard stuff so so it's uh, it's a win-win for me you know and like I say all this keeps us fresh when we come back to, to Def Leppard you know when Phil and Joe and I go off and do these other projects and we, we come back to, to Def Leppard with a whole different perspective and a whole different fresh set of ears on it and you know, the band really benefits from it. Vivian, do you think that your involvement with Last in Line, you revisiting this music? Because I know you didn't, you didn't, you know, visit any of the of the Dio catalog for so long. Do you think that this is a kind of a way of? Because I know you and Ronnie never were able able to publicly, you know, make peace with kind of the the feud you guys had going on, for lack of a better term. Do you think this is kind of a way of making peace with that whole situation with you and Ronnie? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's very, it's very cathartic for me to be able to do this. And you know, if Ronnie were alive, he would approve. But then again, if Ronnie were alive, I, I would never have done it. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if 
the, if there was still a version of the Dio band out there playing, I, I would never put Last in Line together. You know, it just seemed like after Ronnie had passed away that it, it was a chance for me to to reassess that situation. And it was unfortunate that, that you know, things ended the way they did with Ronnie. You know, I, I'm sure knowing Ronnie the way I knew him, um, I'm sure if we had met each other under the right circumstances without other people around us and whatnot, you know, that we, we could have sat down and had a beer and, and probably made amends, hopefully, but, um, you know, that, that was never to be. I and mean, we both made the mistake of, of going after each other through the media, you know, which is never a good idea, but you get sucked into these things, you know. Um, so, you know, relationships are complicated. And my relationship with Ronnie was, was always very complicated, even at the best of times. And, um, you know, it, it didn't end well. I mean, I, I, you know, one thing that really bugged me over the years was that everyone thinks that I left the deal band that I turned my back on. I did turn my back on it, but only after I was fired. Mm -hmm. And that's why I turned my back on it. I mean, it left such a bad taste in my mouth. The, you know, I'd, I'd given so much to that band for those early albums and, and to Ronnie. And, you know, all I wanted was, was to be paid at least more than the road crew, you know, <laughs> and and that's that somehow or other was 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 you know conflated in, into my wanting equal share with Ronnie, which is absolutely not true. And, and you know, it's it's just it was such an ugly business, and the way that that I think that I was slandered, you know, by by the Do camp. Um, and, you know, they said that I left the band. I actually did not. I was fired in the middle of a tour, and it just, it, it hurt me so much. And for so many years, I just wanted nothing to do with it. Um, but, you know, it was only after Ronnie had passed away and with the passage of so many years, and perhaps, you know, my, my having a cancer diagnosis as well, you know, and dealing with all that, it really kind of makes you reassess a lot of things in life. And, you know, I was able to go back to that and, and realize that despite the hurt that was there from the way that, that they, they had treated me, um, you know, it was still my heritage. I mean, I still created those songs and those albums with Bonnie and with Jimmy and with Vinny. You know, we all give heart and soul into that. You know, it's, it was very, very much a collaborative group effort. And it's very, very much our heritage. It, it's as much my heritage as it was Jimmy Penn's, as it was Penny Apsey's, as it was Ronnie's. You know, so it's, it's nice to be able to get back to that and, and, and see it in a whole different light and, and enjoy it, you know? So, sure. you know, I'm out there doing the last of my thing. And, and, you know, some idiots go around saying it's a cash grab. I mean, they obviously have no idea how the music business works. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I, it's very much a, a passion project for me. It's a labor of love. It's, it's not anything I need to do, but it, it's something I really, really want to do. And I, I get great pleasure out of doing it. We play clubs. We stay in shitty hotels and we, <laughs> you know, we, we get paid next to no money, but, it, but it's very cathartic for me and it's very enjoyable and it's, it's what I do and it's what I do very, very well, you know, so, um, it's, it makes me happy and I, I see the joy that it brings to a lot of, of people, you know, a lot of people who were fans of that, that early Dio era and the early albums and stuff and, and they, you know, there's only me and Vinny left, but we still, we still make a hell of a sign. You know, and together with Andrew and, and Phil, you know, it's it's 
pretty remarkable band. A huge fan of what you guys are doing. Can't wait for that new album. I loved Heavy Crown and uh, hope to see you guys live coming up too. Viv, before we cut you loose, man, I, I got to ask you, 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 you know, you talked about uh, your cancer diagnosis. I, I've always looked at Def Leppard as this band of an amazing highs and lows. You think about losing Steve Clark. You think about Rick Allen's uh, losing his arm. You think about your cancer diagnosis back in 2013. How does this band overcome so many of these obstacles and how are you doing uh, physically yourself right now? Well, I mean, it's not just Death Leopard. I mean, life happens to a lot of people, you know. You take any five people or six people, including Steve, you know, and, and you track them over the course of 30 to 40 years, you know, there's going to be shit's going to happen, you know. There's going to be good, there's going to be bad. Um, you know, but with, with Leopard, you know, maybe our, you know, troubles have been a little bit more publicized than, than most, so... Um, you know, I don't consider that this band is lucky or unlucky. You know, we just we just kind of work hard. Um, you know, and, and we happen to have a certain amount of talent between us. But uh, you know, as, as far as my diagnosis goes, I mean, it, it was never anything I was too concerned about. And I really think that that's what has helped me get through it. You know, it's when you when you're faced with something like a cancer diagnosis. I mean, you 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 only have two choices. I mean, you can go one way or you can go the other. You can capitulate to the disease and start the slow, agonizing process of death, or you can look in the eye and say, fuck off, yeah. you know, yeah. and just get on with your life. And, and so I decided to go that route. You know, I mean, to me, it's, it's pretty much a no-brainer. I mean, it's pretty obvious. That's, that's the path you got to take. you got to fight. You know, and it's always been kind of the least of my concerns. I, I kind of really put it out of my mind. You know, I never let it trouble me. You know, there were there were times when uh, it did trouble me because I was physically very, very ill from it. But you know, there's there's other times where I kind of forget about it. You know, and and it's it's kind of still ongoing with me. I still have to do treatments every month, um, doing immunotherapy. But I, I'm very, very fortunate that I find a treatment that that works for me that holds it at bay. And my doctors are quite happy to let me continue my life and my work. And uh, as long as it doesn't get any worse, we're all good. So, you know, but, but work was very, very important to me. I mean, there were some difficult times with the band. I really wanted to continue to tour. Um, I, I had a very hard time convincing Def Leppard's management that, that I could do that. Um, eventually I did. You know, we had a couple of shows where it was touch and go. Uh, but I got through it, you know, and uh, but that was very, very important to me. I think if I hadn't done that, I, I don't think I would have survived. Please, you know, work is life to me, and it's it's a like I said, my work is my passion. That's all I ever wanted to do since I was a kid was was play guitar in a rock band, and I'm very fortunate that I get to play guitar in a lot of rock bands, you know. So, yeah. uh, but that's what that's what keeps me alive, you know. And even with the last of mine stuff, I mean, I was out there when I was doing hardcore chemo playing club shows with Last and Lion in Europe, you know, and I didn't have any hair in my head. I didn't even have eyebrows, but it felt good. It kept me alive, you know, so... Wow. It's the power of music. Well, well, Vivian, congratulations on, on 26 amazing years in, in Def Leppard and a great career and so many memorable moments. And, uh, so, you know, as someone that holds those first few Dio albums so close to my heart, uh, I'm just glad you're able to, to revisit uh, Last in Line is amazing. Thank you so much for your time. We kept you longer than I had, had even planned, Vivian, and I can't think enough. I know it's a show day for you guys. Uh, hope you have a great day, a great show tonight in Tulsa, and we will see you here in Missouri in, uh, next month, my friend. Can't thank you enough. Cheers. Thank you, Clint. My you pleasure. bet. Thanks a lot. Okay. Bye-bye.
What an amazingly candid interview with Vivian Campbell there. You just heard it here on the Music Mania podcast. I mean, I, I really didn't know uh, what to expect. We had uh, Phil calling on last year uh, to promote the Poison Def Leppard tour, and uh, this year to talk to Vivian and to really delve in, because there were some things that I really just wanted to know personally as a fan. I mean, going back to, I was such a fan of uh, of uh, Dio and uh, the first few Dio albums, uh, Holy Diver, Last in Line, Sacred Heart, and to go back with him and revisit that, I know that Vivian had a very public following Falling out with Dio and the Dio camp, and they had said some bad things about each other in the media. I mean, Ronnie James Dio was even on a YouTube video saying that he hopes that Vivian dies, and then Vivian, a few years later, uh, gets cancer, and then Dio himself dies in 2010. It's just sort of a, it's a very, you know, it's unfortunate to, that they were not able to, to mend fences uh, before Ronnie passed, but I think maybe by doing this project last in line, you know, it was, it was a way of Vivian, you know, able to to move on from what happened and to revisit uh, his past and to, to get back into to those songs. And that's what it's really all about is the music and it lives on and that's what is happening. And props to Vivian for going on, uh, still living with cancer, still battling it and still touring extensively with Def Leppard. I mean, really an inspiration. And Vivian is a, is a really good, nice guy. And the answers he gave were very candid. I didn't expect that, to be honest. I kind of expected a uh, 12 to 15 minute paint by numbers interview where we promote the, the, the tour with Journey and, uh, you know, kind of keep it very standard. And you know what? It was anything but that. And I give uh, Vivian huge credit for delving into all those topics. I mean, I think that's awesome. And I, I have a lot of respect for him. Uh, as a guy that kind of almost gets lost in Def Leppard. He's the guy that replaced um, Steve Clark, uh, who passed away in the early 90s. And of course, 26 years later here, uh, Viv still is uh, very much a part of Def Leppard. He's been a part of, I believe, seven studio albums, starting with Adrenalize. And here we go. This is a huge tour. Stadiums all over the country. Uh, big arenas all over the country. And it goes through October. Guys, you can go to DefLeppard.com. Uh, to get the rest of those dates. And I'll also want to send you to lastinlineofficial.com. That gives you all the info on the project Last in Line. Guys, Vinny Apice, Andrew Freeman, Phil Susan, and Vivian Campbell, uh, keeping the music of Ronnie James Dio alive and also working on a new album of original material uh, that's produced by Jeff Pilson, a good friend of our shows. Guys, we can't thank you enough for joining us. I hope you catch this tour out there somewhere. Um, I'm actually going to be on vacation when the tour hits Kansas City, so I think I'm going to have to make a trip to St. Louis maybe up coming up in in August. So with that being said, hope you guys are enjoying your summer. Hit some shows. Uh, enjoy your friends. Enjoy some cold beverages. Just enjoy uh, this season, which is my favorite. And when it comes to summertime, I'm out going to shows. I'm home for a few days, and then I'm back out, and I'm going to be in Indianapolis and then St. Louis this weekend uh, for some concerts. So keep an eye out. We have some huge guests coming up the rest of the summer. That's what we do here on the podcast. You know the music. On this podcast, we tell you the stories. We'll catch you next week. Thank you so much.